Continuing to analyze the mission, the Gemara gets into the practice of Heseba, which is the practice of reclining our bodies during certain components of the Seder. So let's take a step back and remind ourselves of the statement of the mission that we're going to come up again later in the Parak, which states that in every generation, a person is required to see themselves as if they are leaving Mitzrayim at that moment, the moment that we're celebrating the Seder, even many, many generations after the event actually occurred. So how does one actually go about fulfilling this? There's different ideas in the Rishonim and, and Poskim. The Avodram writes in his commentary in the Haggadah, that the idea of Chayav Adam is really something that's emotional-based. It's Mechovas And since it's difficult for a person to imagine themselves as a, as a slave in Mitzrayim, or so many generations later, we're so out of touch with such an experience, so what do we do? We speak about it. We read the Haggadah. By reading the Haggadah, by reading the descriptions of the Haggadah, we're able to bring out those emotions. The Chida writes in the Haggadah Pnei David, that's the meaning of what we say in the Haggadah. The more we speak about it, the more praiseworthy it is. And the reason for this is because the more we share the narrative, the image becomes stronger, more vivid, and awakens the emotions to what we're trying to achieve in terms of this great feeling. And the truth is, and this, and this idea is echoed by the great Salvechik and many others, that this mitzvah of Chayav Adam Lirazotzim, to really feel as if one, one is there in Mitzrayim, one is enslaved in Egypt, and then freed, that's really the most challenging mitzvah. It's really the most challenging mitzvah of the Seder night. Our Gemara and the Rambam understand this requirement very differently. This isn't something that's emotion-based, but it's an act of mitzvah. The Rambam's text and that, and that the Mishnah brought that the Mishnah brought, and Raman brings us in Hilchos Chametz Matzah, Perak Zayin Alachavav. The Raman uses the language Chayav Adam Lehar Oset Atzmo. Person has to show themselves. It's not just it's not just to see themselves in a certain way. It sort of sounds maybe a little bit more internal. Laharos is is physically actively doing something to show about oneself how they are feeling. In the next halacha, the Ramam tells us exactly how to do this. It's halacha zayin. Kishasoid adam balaylaza. A person is at the meal on this night. person has to, when they're eating and when they're drinking on this night at the table, have to recline. The reclining is an act of freedom. This is how, how, free, people, this is how free people celebrate. They recline, they relax, and, and of course having the four cups of wine, which the Ram mentions as well. So both reclining and dalkosos are the way that we show and reflect the narrative of the Haggadah in reality. Many beautiful minhagim came from this point encouraging those guys at the Seder to play out, to do role-playing and to, to take, the, take the matzah and walk around and do all kinds of different skits and dramatic dramatic expressions to, to, bring out, to bring out this idea. So this explains the halacha in our daf, that if one drank undiluted wine, one did not fulfill the requirement to drink four cups as a newly freed slave, because the whole purpose of it is a, is a concept of cher. So Mordechai Willig makes a few arrows in his Sefer Am Mordechai, page Kuf Chavhei, in the chapter over there. So Gemara has an explicit halacha that women must drink the four cups, have to partake in the dalakosos, because of their central role, afhena yuz bosones, their central role in the miracle of Yitzhiya Smitzayim. And in terms of reclining, in terms of Heseba, so here the Gemara, the Gemara has a differentiation. So Gemara says, this would apply if a woman is in the presence of her husband, she wouldn't, she wouldn't do the Heseba, but if she would be an Isha Cheshuva, then, then she would. This would be interpreted as, so a, a woman maybe is, is, is wealthy, so it has her own independent standing. However, times have changed since the times of the Gemara. And the Ramah writes in Simantaf Ayin Bey's Siv Dalid, Kol Hanashim Shalanu Mikri Chashuvos. So we, we, we view the, the status of a woman with regards to the mitzvah of Heseba, which is mitzvah Durbanan, differently. And, and all women really are encouraged to do so. 
and they should recline. However, based on the Raviyah, the Raviyah, one of the Rishonim, the Ramah brings this, and the Mishnah Burda explains that the whole concept of the Seva is an unusual year-round practice. Therefore, it's not a Simach, it's not really a sign of freedom, and women do not have to practice to recline. Nevertheless, women are encouraged to recline. We will ask based on this logic that men really shouldn't have to recline either. It's true that everyone is required to experience the freedom and the publication of the nays. Therefore, even women should be required to recline, if not for the reclining culture being a thing of the past. So he quotes from Salvechik, a differentiation between Zecher Lanes, or remembering the Nase, which is really time bound based on when the holiday is, and Pirsum Anes, publicizing the Nase, which is whenever we make a Brachal Shasa Nisi Mavosenu, which we make it on Hanukkah, we make it on Purim, and of course we make it when we drink the when we drink the cups of wine at Pesach. And all these women are obligated to participate. A seva has both elements. If there is no cherus, because we don't eat that way, that's all that's left is zeichlanes, which is mangrama. So when all the dust settles, our daf is not simply sharing advice on how to enhance the seder, but how chazal are guiding us to recline the process of geula each and every year.